Hi, I'm Melanie. And I'm Malia. And you're listening to the White Dress Optional Podcast by Brilliant Bridal. Life before, during, and after your wedding is full of options, and we are here to help. Happy New Year, Malia. Happy New Year. We've made it. 2024. 2024. We did it. We really did it. I have felt like it is 2024 for a couple of months now. So, but now mm-hmm. it's actually here. It's real. We're on the backside of the holidays. Survived that. And now we are in engagement season for the wedding world. I I can't remember the statistic off the top of my head. It changes. Like, I know it changes, but I think what I had heard before was 75% of people get engaged between Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving and Valentine's and Valentine's day. It's like 75% yeah. of engagements happen now. So if you just got right. engaged over between, you know, Thanksgiving or Christmas or new year's, congratulations to you. And if you're not engaged yet, maybe you will be by the 14th of February. It could still be, could coming. be coming. Absolutely. Did you get engaged during engagement season? No, I got engaged over the summer, but then we got married in the winter. We got married in, we okay. were complete opposite. We were got it. Not yeah, we were two actually. We got engaged in the spring and we got married in November, right after Thanksgiving. Don't recommend. I think we have a podcast about that. <laughs> if you want to hear about getting married around the holidays, we have an episode for that. Um, so we are gonna talk today a little bit about you just got engaged, new year, new ring. What do you do now? Um there's a ton of info out there. There's blogs, there's websites, but we wanted to take a little bit of a different um, track. And we actually reached out via our Brilliant Bridal Instagram account and asked our brides, hey, what did you do? What would you recommend for newly engaged couples to do? What do you wish you had done maybe? Um, so we've got some actual bride feedback that we're going to share today. And then we've also got a couple of our own kind of um, thoughts and opinions that we're going to throw into the mix as well. But hopefully this is just really helpful if you're kind of in that new newly engaged season or, or you're about to be. Um, hopefully this will kind of give you some first steps or some thoughts that, you know, maybe are a little bit off the beaten path. So why don't you um, kick us off today, Malia? Yeah. So this first one comes from Ashley. Ashley, thanks for writing in. She said the first thing she did was soak in the moment with her fiance and called her family and friends later. Um, I do love this. I think especially with our social media driven culture, it's tempting to want to immediately post pictures of the ring, call somebody. um, But it's really sweet that you got to like remember this moment and really celebrate it and soak it in with, um, her fiance. And that's what Ashley did. And I think that's really, really lovely. Um, was that true for you and Ryan? Did you guys like take a moment to soak it in? What do you think? Definitely not. You called family right away. (laughs) We, I mean, okay. So our engagement was a surprise to me. I had no idea. He had this whole thing set up where we got engaged with a surprise engagement party. Like we, there we got engaged his parents house backs up to like a park green area so he had the whole engagement set up there and then like 100 feet away at the house was like everyone 
So, um, it was actually really fun. It, it was nice to be able to celebrate that, but I do love this idea of just like, if you have the opportunity, take a beat. We talk a lot about on the podcast, like this new, you know, chapter of getting married and making that commitment is, you know, kind of all about you and your fiance and kind of setting those boundaries and, and making it a family. And and so I love that you, you can start off that way um, if that's available to you. So thank you, Ashley, for sharing those thoughts with us. Yeah, I think it's really sweet. Also, um, you and I have been friends for a very long time. And let's not be surprised that something very similar happened for our engagement. We got engaged, went back to Clark's parents' house, and our whole family and friends were all there. So we all got to celebrate together with them. But we didn't start planning anything necessarily, but we did get to celebrate right away with um, people immediately after we got engaged. So same Z's, same Z's. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not mad about it, but uh, it was really sweet. But I love that. So thank you, Ashley. Appreciate that thought. Yep. Um, Okay. So... Next thought from us is, it's kind of like a chicken or the egg. Wedding date and budget or budget and wedding date. It's kind of like a seesaw. Um, depending on what time, of, what time of year and what wedding date you are choosing could significantly impact your budget. Um, so if budget is your main... Um, factor or, you know, constraint or concern with your wedding planning, you might want to set that first and then plan your wedding date around that. Um, I just hear a lot of brides saying like, well, I really wanted to get married, you know, at this place on this date at this time. But then when we actually went into researching and investigating and trying to book those things, it was just out of line with our budget. Um, so I would say once you've celebrated, once you've had those moments and you start the planning process, those are kind of the two priorities to kind of figure out. Does that sound right? Yeah, absolutely. I think those two are, are the two biggest and it will help you know where to go next. Exactly. And, and you can't really, until you have a date, you can't get a venue, you can't get a dress, you can't book a photographer. So, but you also just need to keep that budget in mind. Totally. If you're wanting to get married in peak season, wherever, whatever time of year that is for you and your part of the country. So yeah, however that works out for you, I would say wrestle with those two things and figure out where you're going to go with those. Yeah. And keep that in Um, mind for, for this, the kickoff. Yeah, exactly. All right. So let's um, jump in to our next one from Instagram. This came from Taylor and Taylor said the first thing she did was get her ring insured. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Taylor, way to be smarter (laughs) than everybody else. (laughs) Um, Also, we said maybe you have to get it sized as necessary, but it's super smart to protect that investment. Um, I think I got a card for somebody to get my ring insured. And I, you know, I don't even know if I ever did it. I I I hope at this point it's like wrapped up in my house insurance at this. I don't know. It's terrible. But please take Taylor's advice and go get your ring insured. It's probably one of the most expensive things you own. So you should. And you wear all the time. You wear all All the the time. time. You wear to the gym. You like my poor ring probably really needs some love. You, You knock it around. You bang it on things. You know, like you 
you want that to be protected. So yeah. Um, once I took my ring back to the jeweler and he's like, can you like take it off sometimes when you do things like, you know, working in the garden or you know, for being in bridal stores, we have to open lots of boxes of dresses. He's like, you should mm-hmm. just like take it off while you're opening boxes all day do long. Do you take your ring off? Do you ever take it off? No. I take well, it off all the time. I take mine off at, at night. I don't wear it yeah. at night and I don't wear yeah. it when I work out. Okay. So I, I had this conversation with my sister-in-law recently because she was like, she, I think she literally has never taken it off. Oh, and I'm like, no, that's not true of my life. How do you sleep? How do you work out? How do you like cook raw chicken? Like, that's gross. <laughs> I don't know. I, and sometimes like, I'll, I will not wear mine for a day or two. Sometimes my husband No, but if I don't have mine off, because I've definitely left the house without it and you like, I mm-hmm. feel naked and yes. I feel like something's wrong all day. That is true. Yeah. So I prefer to have it on, but yes, yes, that's, um, my husband did lose his ring within our first year of marriage. Thankfully it was not, um, valuable, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes Mm -hmm. like one person gets the nice stuff and one person doesn't. And in the case of our rings, he just didn't really care. It wasn't a priority for him. Yeah. So we were out on a boat on a lake and, we literally watched it like plop and just like spin into the depths of the lake. And we're like, well, I guess we're going to go get another $99 ring, which he has not now lost for about 15 years. So there you go. Moral of the story, ladies and men, ensure your rings if they are more than $99. Absolutely. Um, okay. Our next tip for newly engaged couples comes from Kristen on Instagram. Um, she said the first thing they did was to book their venue. Now, again, this is kind of like, I'm assuming Kristen had been doing some wedding planning pre-engagement. Pre, pre, pre pre-research, which is very normal. So please, if you're pre-researching, don't feel bad. No. You and every other bride. Also, some of these venues really book up. The number of times I've met with a bride and they already had a venue pre-engagement because they had a date in mind. I'm just saying. It happens. Don't feel bad if you're one of those. Okay. Don't feel bad. It's it's smart. And then it does allow you, like, once everything is official and you feel like you've got the green light to start making decisions, you can just jump on it. So, um, yeah, finding the right venue for your date might... You again, like back to the flexibility of like when we're talking about wedding budget and date. Like, Mm -hmm. if your heart is set on a venue, you might have to be flexible on the date. Totally. If your heart is set on a date, you might have to be flexible on the venue. But it's definitely one of those first things to book because you can't, again, like you can't. What if you don't get the venue that you want? Or what if you're thinking about a beach wedding or outdoor? Like, that totally changes your dress, your decor, you know, so the, all the vibes of your wedding are kind of centered around that venue and that location. So yeah, get that locked in. Um, I think that's great. And I, and I, it really goes back to like, what's that priority, the venue or the date. So yeah. Sometimes people are like very particular about dates, like the date you, you know, it's so many years after you met or your first date or, you yes. like the number that it was. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Know? When we had all those years, like, uh, 
eight eight nine nine ten ten back yeah, in the yeah. day when everybody was getting married on the day in a month a year yeah 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 that was, that was fun that's fine um i'm not against it just make sure that you're more flexible that's all Okay. All right. The next one we want to talk about is dress. So dress really does need to be one of the first things you tackle. If you go with a traditional bridal store, dresses can take six to eight months to come in. So if you want to do a quicker wedding, just keep that in mind. Most brides do buy their dress about a year out because um, you want a couple, you need that six to eight months for that dress to come in. And then you need a couple months, two to three months to do alterations. So it just gives you an, a big window of time to make sure that it happens, that the dress makes it on time um, because these dresses are made to order in a traditional bridal shop. So it's one thing we want to stress to you that that could be one of the first things you do. And really the dress sets the tone for so much of the wedding. Um, What you decide to wear, you can decide how casual or formal to go with your bridesmaids or whatever your your partner wears. And, um, you know, it, it really will set the tone for everything else based off of what you feel the best in. Now, if you, don't love that timeline. If that is worrisome for you, there are other options. There are bridal shops like ours for Brilliant Bridal. We have seven different stores that you could go visit. Hey everyone, it's Mel. I'm cutting in to let you know that to celebrate the opening of our seventh Brilliant Bridal location, we are doing a huge lucky number seven giveaway. We are giving away seven dresses to seven brides, one dress at each Brilliant Bridal location. You are for sure going to want to enter this giveaway. Because this is such a huge contest, there are a few different things you're going to need to do to enter to win. So grab a pen and paper and write these down. To enter to win, you need to follow Brilliant Bridal on Instagram and our new account on Instagram for the podcast at White Dress Optional. You'll need to like the giveaway post on our white dress optional Instagram feed, share that post in your stories, then comment on that post with the brilliant bridal location you would like to shop at and tag three of your friends who might also be in their wedding planning era. The contest runs from January 3rd to January 31st, 2024, and the winners will be chosen at our Fort Worth grand opening on February 1st. Any bride that purchases her dress at Brilliant Bridal between January 3rd and 31st can still enter to win in the contest. We'll simply refund you the price of your dress if you're chosen as a winner. There is some additional fine print, so if you want to know all those details, head to our Brilliant Bridal blog and check it out. Okay, now back to the show. And we have all our dresses are sold right off the rack. So you go in, try on the dress, walk out the door, and you could start that alteration process right then and there. You don't need as much time because um, you're not waiting for a dress to come in. So there are stores all over the country that have that option too. Um, even traditional stores will have some dresses off the rack. But if you um, wait until the last minute, you could be more limited um, if you don't have a, a large store in your area that carries off the rack. Yeah, or, you know, sometimes, you know, especially more of a COVID thing, but I think it's kind of the trend has continued since then. Like a lot of brides were not getting their dresses because of shipping Mm -hmm. delays, because of manufacturing delays. And there still is some uncertainty in the supply chain and just global instability and whatnot. So if you just are one of those people that was like me and I would feel way better if I just had my dress in hand right away, (laughs) um, off the rack is a great option for that. Um, and, and just a shorter timeline. Like sometimes people have you know, various reasons for needing to get married quickly or wanting to get married quickly. And they don't have that like 12 to 18 month, you know, kind of runway. And so 
off the rack is a great option. I know we are biased. <laughs> However, to your point, there's lots of stores across the country that do it. A lot of traditional reorder stores will have some sort of limited off the rack um, selection, but just keep that in mind. Yeah. And, and give yourself a big window. Um, don't, yeah. don't wait until the last minute. And, and I think, let me just jump in here with this. A lot of people wait cause they want to lose weight. Um, I think that is a big thing that why they wait and then they end up waiting too long and then they don't mm-hmm. get the dress they love. So if you go into a store and that is a goal of yours, that you are planning to lose some weight before this wedding, you're going to tone up a little bit, totally fine. Just let your stylist know. And then you guys can pick a size that would make the most sense for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've had it happen before where like, I'm going to lose all this weight. And then the bride like broke her leg skiing. So then she couldn't work out, you know, like, oh, so no. get the dress that fits you now. And we, I know it did happen. Yeah. It's real life, but you know, get the dress that makes sense for you. And, but be just, tell your stylist what you're looking for, but don't be scared to go in for that reason. Um, these stylists are well-trained and will take great care of you and know how to help you regardless of what size you are and what size you want to be on your wedding day. They will help you. They are so smart. So, and I would say too, like, keep in mind, unless you're, you know, losing like an extreme amount of weight Mm -hmm. and correct me if I'm wrong, but I would say anything like 20 pounds and under, like the dress can be taken in. Like if you you buy a dress that Mm -hmm. fits you now, you are well within a range that it can still be taken in to fit your new size in a few months. Um, But you still have that security of like, okay, I've gotten the dress. I've ordered the dress. I know I'll have maybe a little bit more work to do in alterations or whatever. But in my opinion, that still feels like a better option than waiting and, and risking not having something you love. Right. And I think that's what we run into is when you wait too long, you feel like you have to compromise on your dress and you end up with something that maybe I think you always wonder like, was, could there, have, could I have gotten into something better? Or you see something on the rack and you're like, can I get that one? And you're like, sorry, you can't get that one. You know? So right. don't, don't limit yourself there. So make sure dress is one of the first things you start with when you get engaged. Yep. And just echo what Malia already said. You look amazing at the size that you are. Absolutely. Your stylist will find something that you feel and look fantastic and losing weight is not a requirement for getting married no also your partner loves you as you are which is why you are now engaged you know what i'm saying so like they're not asking you to change no we would like to change the narrative around we really would body things Mm -hmm. and getting married yes there's a better way to say that but i'm gonna go with that for now i think um okay so moving on next thing to do after you get engaged. And this is something that I know a lot of people jump into, or maybe a lot of people um, maybe don't put enough thought into, or you think about it ahead of time and you think it's like all tied up in, in a little nice little bow. That is picking your wedding party. Okay. I'm just going to say, I would take a beat and think about this, talk this through, this is a big deal. And again, I think we've got an episode out on, you know, the, the no, the yeah no's of being a bridesmaid. Mm-hmm. I think that's something we recorded. Um, and part of that is just the financial consideration for the people that you are asking to be in your wedding. Um, what's the drama level going to be? Um, are these people really going to be supportive of you and your fiance and your relationship and your priorities? 
Um, I just think it's super easy, especially depending on your season of life. If you're coming out of season, you know, maybe you're coming, you know, a few years out of college and you've just got like sorority sisters or tons of friends and, and you want to have, you know, a huge wedding party. Fine. I will allow you to do that. I would just like you to think about it before sending out your cute little, like, will you be my bridesmaid boxes? Or just like instantly calling all your friends and being like, you should be at my wedding. You know, like don't promise anything and then have to take it back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's awkward. I feel like Mel, this is coming from like the wisdom of the people who have come before you. (laughs) This is what this feels like. This feels like guys, let me just, let me just, let me just help you out. Let just just listen for a second. (laughs) Please. Smaller is better. But again, if you want it big, that's fine. I get that. Just think about it. Think it through. Think about the logistics. Take a beat. And like, if your friend is drama now, she's going to be drama then. So like oh, that, does, that's not going to change. You know, so that keep is that true. Um, my husband and I, the two people who were our like maid of honor and best man within, I think like a year, we were no longer speaking to either of them. And we're like not those people. Like we both have. No, you are not. Like mm-hmm. Ryan's got friends that he's known since elementary school. It was just a one of those decisions that we made to choose the people who we were felt closest to in that season of life, rather than people who had been with us for a long haul. And we both had people in our wedding parties that we had known for years and years and years, but for whatever reason, you know, sometimes you friendships like wax and wane and we chose people who we were close to in that moment. And then both of those friendships blew up, which is just very strange. So yeah. Told you. Words of advice from people who have been there before you. Did you have a big wedding party? Um, I'm trying to remember how many. We had like five or six on both sides. But um, my siblings, Clark's siblings, were all involved. And then some college friends, college and high school friends. And some of those friends we actually don't talk to anymore. Uh, Similarly, that those were friends we had at the moment. So those were people that were very important to us then. Um, But since, I mean, right out of college, we all moved to different places and have different lives now. And um, not that we are adversarial with any of them. We just don't see them anymore. So we have new people in our lives, but yeah. So that was, that's something to consider. Like, are these people probably going to be there in the next few years? Maybe not. It's they fine if be. they're not. Like, yeah, yeah. All right, we have one more for you. This is um, from Jessica on Instagram. Gave us a, re- a recommendation um, to look into premarital workshops or classes to help navigate the challenges of wedding planning and starting this new chapter with your person. Um, I love this advice. I think it's overlooked, and I think um, it's worth it. We did premarital counseling, and we will. We still talk about it. We have been married almost 15 years and we still talk about things that came up in premarital counseling, even like silly things, but, but things like who did what in your home growing up? What's the expectation there? Oh, well, my dad always did this. and My mom always did that. Well, that didn't happen, you know, for my husband's family. So to, to not have those expectations going in of like, Oh, I didn't know that, 
you wanted me to do that or you thought I would do that because that's what somebody in your house did, you know? Um, so we found it really, really helpful um, for us. And like I said, we still talk about it and it's been 15 years. So. Yeah. I love this one. I think it's super important. I think you can spend a year plus planning an awesome party, which I am a huge fan of. Um, but really if you want a healthy marriage that lasts, like again, start off on the right foot, start having those conversations. Everybody talks about how important communication is to a marriage and to a relationship. So figuring that stuff out, the earlier, the better, I think is only going to help you achieve those goals of having a long lasting, healthy relationship. So we love that. And here on our podcast, we really want that for you. We want you to have we a do. lovely marriage, not just we a do. fun wedding, but also a great marriage. So yeah. we hope that but for maybe you. both, but maybe both a fun wedding that would, and a great, great I marriage. I both. Yeah. 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 Um, well, Awesome. Thank you guys for listening today. Happy New Year to you, wherever you are listening from. We hope if you are newly engaged that this was helpful. And feel free to reach out to us on Instagram. We would love to hear your feedback about the podcast, about the episode, about things you would have liked to do differently after being newly engaged. If you have any questions, you can always reach out to us. Um, But we will be back next week with another new episode. And until then, have a great week. Bye. Thanks for listening to the White Dress Optional podcast. Follow us on Instagram and YouTube at White Dress Optional to keep up with all the latest podcast episodes, news, giveaways, and more. You can also email us at podcast at brilliantbridal.com. And as always, we would love it if you would leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcasts.